Catholic Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., engaging in some very questionably Christian and uncapital behavior when it comes to free speech. Next on Campus Roundup. Hello, I'm Dr. Duke, and this is Campus Roundup at the College Fix. This week, we're headed to Georgetown University, where cancel culture and the outrage mob are apparently at full strength. To talk more about this, we welcome Dalton Nunnemaker, a reporter at the College Fix and a student studying government. Dalton, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You wrote an article about how, uh, in the wake of all the climate discussion, uh, Georgetown conservatives, Republicans, wanted to host a program that gave the other side of the story, and it didn't go over very well. What happened? Yeah, so Georgetown University hosted a climate crisis forum with MSNBC on campus. Uh, we had a bunch of presidential candidates. We had Bernie Sanders here. We had Pete Buttigieg here. Um, and they really kind of took over campus for, for two whole days. The entire campus was taken over. You couldn't walk in certain places, uh, security, all that kind of stuff. The whole campus was talking about it. And so um, the college Republicans decided to host an event just to maybe offer some, you know, counterpoints to the idea that we are in an uh, inevitable crisis and that we're all going to die or we have to ban airplanes or things like that. All these things that have been proposed by uh, numerous candidates and uh, just to offer some counterpoints. And apparently they didn't take to that very kindly. And so we had a, a smaller event, um, nowhere near as large as theirs on a Thursday night, kind of just across campus in a classroom. Um, but hundreds of protesters showed up uh, just to shout at our speakers, to yell them down. Uh, nothing could be heard at all. They brought in uh, signs and they were just chanting and would not let any of our speakers um, just say their points. And, and I think that it's a very concerning uh, issue on campuses these days. What was the university's response to you being shut down? Uh, the university, they were very lukewarm in their <laughs> support for free speech. Uh, so they, they issued a statement uh, to all students that they sent to our emails um, that just said, you know, we support free speech and uh, everyone should be civil um, in their interactions. And it was a way that they sort of could, could uh, you know, give pay lip service to uh, the free speech values that they say they uphold. Um, but they, the event, you know, it had to be postponed for a good while and everyone had to be evacuated out of the room. Uh, the cops had to come in. We had uh, seven or eight cops that had to uh, completely evacuate uh, the premises and, and let people in one by one um, to, to restart the event. And so it's really uh, kind of a shame that the university has allowed these people to take over events like that and to just have that much power. Um, but we, we do appreciate what, what little bit they give us, and, and we hope that we can continue to build on that to promote free speech. It is a little bit telling, isn't it, that their, their response to you being effectively heckled out of being able to give your conference your, your, your point of view, their response was, we support free speech. They did not in any way, shape, or form uh, censor the, the, the protesters, did they? Did they call them out by name, or was this just a very general statement asserting free speech? Yeah, I mean, we, we certainly, there's a lot in the Student Code of Conduct about how you cannot uh, be uncivil at, at others' events, uh, you can't disrupt events, uh, you can't shut down events like that. None of that, um, none of the tactics that the other side used um, were available in the Student Code of Conduct and were allowed to, to be had, but the university did nothing about it. In, in, in clear violations, there was tons of camera, uh, tons of video of this event, and there were numerous violations, 42 requests from police officers to uh, leave the room and to stop uh, the chance they were doing to stop screaming and, and disrupting our event. Um, but none of them were heated and no action was taken. So even though they violated the student code of conduct numerous times, uh, nothing was done about it. The institution is not going to support the cops in allowing you to speak freely if it means removing those protesters. And what you got from them was a very tepid response 
response. Uh, this is a Catholic university, uh, Georgetown, one of the most prominent Catholic universities in the country. Does Catholic theology or Catholic calls for tolerance or understanding, does that work at all on your behalf on this campus, or is that something more or less reserved for left-wing protesters? Yeah, I would say there's definitely a, a, a greater grace given to left-wing protesters. I think if, if we tried to pull uh, anything that they got away with last week, we would be promptly shut down and, and told, rightly so, that we were in violation of the code of conduct, of their free speech policies, um, none of which happened to the other side. Uh, so I think they definitely are aware that their campus is, is dominated by, uh, from the institution on down to certainly the students, um, by leftists that can get away with a little bit more than anyone on the right would be able to get away with. As a reporter, I want to ask you kind of a, a delicate question. In your opinion, what you've seen, the way you've investigated, you've written these stories, you've watched the behavior, you've heard the missives from the institution, is this, would you say, a reluctance to get involved on the part of the school, or is this more of a quiet sympathy with left-wing perspectives, would you argue? Hmm. Um, I would say it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, I don't think it's quite – I don't think they – um, love that that's the way things have become. I think there are a lot of people that are you know tucked away in the institution that do really care about free speech and really still do value that. Uh, they just know that they don't have much leeway. And the way that the campus structure is run today, the the students have just taken all the power. There's no authority on campus for anyone else. Um, you know, anyone that you know is wise maybe has a better understanding of how these things work. And so it's just mob politics. And I think that leads to definitely what. Uh, we saw it in my other article as well, just about how mob politics just rules the campus and the students are in total control. And that's just not very, it's not a very safe environment for free speech because they don't tolerate the other side very well. Not only are they unwilling to listen to reasoned educational discourse, uh, you have a different opinion, but you had really important speakers, highly credentialed speakers who were going to give the other side couldn't tolerate that. The other thing they can't do is take a joke. They can't laugh. Recently on Georgetown campus, you wrote an article about thoughtless jokes drive the, draw, draw the outrage mob down onto Georgetown students. What happened in this story? Yeah, so we had uh, at our event, um, it's actually connecting two stories, but the, the most recent one was uh, at our event, we had uh, a group chat that was uh, completely unaffiliated with the college Republicans or any actual group on campus. It's just kind of a, a collection of, of students that would say that are centered to, to right-leaning. Um, they just talk about things going on on campus and hang out together. And in this group chat, someone, you know, people were sending videos of the protesters. It, it was, you know, mania. And someone commented jokingly, uh, can we call ICE on them, on, on the protesters, you know, law enforcement, uh, just because they were causing ruckus or whatever. It was trying to be funny. Um, and then someone said, oh, no, you know, the ice is melting because of climate change. We can't call them. And it just clearly messing around in a group chat, not directed at anyone uh, at all. And in response, uh, someone apparently saw the group chat that was involved in the in the protest group um, and just immediately took it completely out of context, said that uh, the student in question was calling for violence on the protesters and was um, racist, was xenophobic, um, was bigoted, all these different things. Um, and so multiple organizations from our uh, Student Association on down um, issued a letter condemning him as uh, his his racist, white supremacist, violent rhetoric, um, just for for jokingly saying that we should call law enforcement on the crazy protesters. So a joke gets a formal admonition from various parts of your institution, but forcibly shutting down free speech and not listening to direct orders from police officers. Well, that's just treated kind of with a yawn. It's odd, isn't it? How's the kid doing that uh, wrote the post? Is he is is he how's he managing this kind of negative publicity? Yeah, so he's actually, I think, 
a little bit different than than most students that get kind of caught up in this uh, culture, this you know cancel culture, and this mob politics. And he's actually fighting back a little bit. And so um, he issued a statement saying that he wasn't going to say anything further at the time. He's, he's talking with his lawyers and was looking into ways to. Uh, possibly sue or to, to push back because you know now he's got an official condemnation um, as a racist from his student association in college and anywhere he goes to apply to a job um, for texting a, a joke in a group chat uh, they're going to find that it's going to be hard for him to, to get hired it's going to be uh, difficult for him to uh, build relationships and, and, and a business network and anything like that so they definitely will stop at nothing to keep you uh, to, to keep you isolated and, and unemployed. And again, Georgetown University has the power to overrule that student government association. They can remove this if they felt motivated to do so. And as of right now, they're not motivated to do so, which is why he's smart, I think, to be talking to a lawyer. Tell me about the second story. Yeah, so that was uh, this summer. Uh, There was a student in a freshman group chat before school even started, hadn't even got to campus yet. Um, And some students were, again, making jokes, just, just jokes in a group chat about how uh, there are rats on campus. There's the famous kind of Georgetown rats that are very popular around here, and they kind of run the place. And so uh, the student joked that, oh, they must be community scholars, which is a, a program that we have here um, that uh, doesn't pay tuition because the students were joking about how the rats don't pay tuition, and it's not fair. Um, and so just kind of connecting these two programs, which you know he later admitted was you know in, in poor taste. He didn't realize what the program was, um, but immediately was just hounded upon in, in social media. Um, again, the, the student association condemning him, uh, calling out racist rhetoric. Uh, everyone just piling on the student that had not even stepped on campus yet, just for making a, a poorly timed joke in a group chat um, tr- about about rats on campus. And so people were saying that he's dehumanizing them. He's calling for their extermination, calling them vermin, um, things like that. That he was clearly not not doing, and I think unlike the other student, uh, he ha- didn't quite learn from the experience um, because he actually signed on to the statement. Uh, condemning uh, the ice joke as as racist and and asking for him to to have action taken upon him. So uh, clearly, I, I think was willing to give in to the mob or, or anything that he, that he could to maybe get out of it. But not a good situation there either. A little too eager to be reeducated in the ancient Roman Empire. <laughs> I don't know if you study Roman history, but in the ancient Roman Empire, they had a, an elected office called the censor, right? And it was the job of the censors to go about doing exactly this. Uh, censoring performance, censoring art, censoring graffiti, censoring conversations that run afoul of the authorities. It seems to me that this Student Government Association of yours is less about government and more about censorship. They seem right there anytime the slightest nod toward offending a progressive takes place. But they're not terribly worried again when anybody who's not part of the progressive clique is being attacked. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really uh, concerning to, kind of to connect the two stories. There's, you know, censoring jokes is very concerning, obviously. And that's, a, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a litmus test of where free speech is standing is, is how jokes are allowed to be to be mentioned. But the bigger issue is, you know, you have policy decisions and policy issues. And, and we hosted um, these speakers, some of which were on the international panel on climate change. I mean, we had experts that have studied this stuff their entire lives. And we're not allowed to speak because their views contradicted the dominant narrative. And so, yeah, I mean, from everything from jokes all the way up to the policy that we're implementing could be shut down if it doesn't toe the party line um, of the leftists on campus. Yeah, and I think you said something very wise. Comedy is very much a barometer, isn't it? Kind of a canary in the coal mine about what what exactly free speech is like on campus. These people won't listen, uh, these progressive students and agitators, they won't listen to smart people with real degrees 
provi pr providing alternative perspectives, nor will they tolerate humor at their expense or any of their progressive friends' expense. Seems that comedy is in short supply on that campus. People like Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld have come out and said, we will not speak. We will not do comedy on college yeah. campuses anymore. It's not funny. So I think you're exactly right. And again, it's puzzling, right? You're in Washington, D.C., which is the, state ca the capital of the United States, where you would think there would be more of a commitment to free speech, right? You got the Congress down the road. You've got the White House. You've got the Supreme Court there, right? And, and you'd think these models would provide more uh, guarantees for free speech than less, but it doesn't seem to be the case. And then you've got the Catholic superstructure of this school, which you would think would promote tolerance and civility, but it doesn't. Where does that leave you as a student? Yeah, it leaves us very concerned. I know a lot of people, and there's been tons of people that have reached out to me, to the students in question, um, after the events happened, and, and people of, of all stripes and just been like, this is not right. Uh, and they're too afraid to speak up. They can't speak up, and, and I don't blame them uh, because they know the mob will just come for them next. And so they, they keep quiet, but they just mention behind the scenes that this is not cool, this is not okay, and this isn't a good place to be. And so some of us are trying to push back on that. We're still, you know, we're not giving up, and we're, we're going to keep going forward with all kinds of events challenging um, kind of the dominant narrative on campus. And just to offer... Uh, reason views of, of, of all sides and uh, to see what we can see what truth we can get out of that um, and if they're going to fight us along the way it's it's really unfortunate but we're not going to give up really good journalism Dalton and a great interview it was a pleasure speaking with you today keep up the great work and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon and that's it for us today be sure to follow the college fix on Facebook Twitter and Parlor. plus don't forget to subscribe to the brand new college fix podcast available absolutely free on iTunes for the campus roundup I'm Dr. Duke and we'll see you next time